हरे कृष्णा वेलकम टू द डेली मॉर्निंग श्रीमद भागवतम क्लास जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदना व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदना व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदना व्रजजन रंजना यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुना तीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंजा बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंजा बिहारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जना वल्लभ गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना यशोदानंदन व्रजजन रंजना
यमुनतीरावनचारे यमुनतीरावनचारे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभुपदा जय प्रभुपदा जय प्रभुपदा जय प्रभुपदा जय जय प्रभुपा 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 जय जय जाय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राजकाचार्य अष्टोत्तर सत श्री श्रीमती जिवाइन ग्रेस एसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जाय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जाय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाय ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी टू द असेंबल डिवोटीज हरे कृष्ण ऑल ग्लोरी ऑल ग्लोरी ऑल ग्लोरी टू श्री श्री गुरु एंड श्री गौरांग ऑल ग्लोरी टू शिल प्रभुपाद uh we'll we continue uh reading canto 1 chapter 8 titled prayers by queen kunti we are on text 44 today om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya नारायण नमस्कृत्य नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर 
ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಷ್ವಭದ್ರೇಷು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತೀ ಉತ್ತಮ ಶ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ಟುಡೇ ಸೂತೌವಾಚ ಹೃತಾಯೇತ್ಥಂ ಕಲಪದೈ ಪರಿಣೂತಾಕಿಲೋದಯ ಮಂದಂ ಜಹಾಸ ವೈಕುಂಠೋ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಇವ ಮಾಯ ಹೃತಯೇತ್ಥಂ ಕಲಪದೈ ಪರಿಣೂತಾಕಿಲೋದಯ ಮಂದಂ ಜಹಾಸ ವೈಕುಂಠೋ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಇವ ಮಾಯ ಪ್ರತಯೇತ್ಥಂ ಕಲಪದೈ ಪರಿಣೂತಾಕಿಲೋದಯ ಮಂದಂ ಜಹಾಸ ವೈಕುಂಠೋ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಇವ ಮಾಯ ಸೂತೌವಾಚ ಪ್ರಥಯೇತ್ಥಂ ಕಲಪದೈ ಪರಿಣೂತಾಕಿಲೋಧಯ ಮಂದಂ ಜಹಾಸ ವೈಕುಂಠೋ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಇವ ಮಾಯ ಪ್ರಥಯೇತ್ಥಂ ಕಲಪದೈ ಪರಿಣೂತಾಕಿಲೋಧಯ ಮಂದಂ ಜಹಾಸ ವೈಕುಂಠೋ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಇವ ಮಾಯ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ಎಸಿ ಭಕ್ತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ್ ಸೂತವಾಚ ಸೂತ ಸೆಡ್ ಪ್ರಥಯ ಬೈ ಪೃತ ಕುಂತಿ ಇತ್ಥಂ ದಿಸ್ ಕಲಪಧೈ ಬೈ ಚೋಸನ್ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಪರಿಣೂತ ಬೀಂಗ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ಡ್ ಅಖಿಲ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಲ್ ಉದಯ ಲೋರೀಸ್ ಮಂದಂ ಮೈಲ್ಡ್ಲಿ ಜಹಾಸ ಮೈಲ್ಡ್ ವೈಕುಂಠ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಮೋಹಯನ್ ಕ್ಯಾಪ್ಟಿವೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಇವ ಲೈಕ್ ಮಾಯ ಇಸ್ ಮಿಸ್ಟಿಕ್ ಪಾವರ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಸೂತ ಗೋಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸೆಡ್ the lord thus hearing the prayers of kunti devi composed in choice words for his glorification mildly smiled 
that smile was as enchanting as his mystic power. Please repeat. Sutta Goswami said, The Lord, thus hearing the prayers of Kunti Devi, composed in choice words for his glorification, mildly smiled. That smile was as enchanting as his mystic power. Purport. Anything that is enchanting in the world is said to be a representation of the Lord. The conditioned souls who are engaged in trying to lord it over the material world are also enchanted by his mystic powers. But his devotees are enchanted in a different way by the glories of the Lord and his merciful blessings are upon them. His energy is displayed in different ways as electrical energy works in manifold capacities. Srimati Kunti Devi has prayed to the Lord <clears throat> just to enunciate a fragment of his glories. All his devotees worship him in that way by chosen words and therefore the Lord is known as Uttama Shloka. No amount of chosen words is sufficient to enumerate the Lord's glory and yet he is satisfied by such prayers as the father is satisfied even by the broken linguistic attempts of the, of the growing child. The word Maya is used both in the sense of delusion and mercy. Herein, the word Maya is used in the sense of the Lord's mercy upon Kunti Devi. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Guron Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Prishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripasindubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Namaum Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimathe Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Shunyavadi Pashyatyade Shatarine So, <clears throat> Kunti Maharani has completed uh, her prayers to the Lord. And then, uh, this is Sutta Goswami speaking. Uh, that's how the Bhagavatam starts, right? Sutta Goswami is there in the midst of uh, the sages and then he is narrating different pastimes of the Lord. Now, Sutta Goswami here is saying what happened after Kunti Maharani 
offered her prayers. Uh, and then Krishna smiled at her mildly. Uh, and then uh, the verse says that that smile was as enchanting as his mystic power. So Prabhupada starts the purport by talking about how everything enchanting in the world is a representation of the Lord. Right? So anything that we see of beauty and splendor that is so enchanting is a representation of the Lord. And Krishna goes into great detail in the Gita to talk about his different uh, opulences. Uh, opulences in this world. So, uh, and he starts off by saying to Arjuna that, Arjuna, what is the need of you knowing all this? Uh, okay, I will, I will tell you all these opulences, but I'm just gonna pick the important ones. I'm not, because my opulences are infinite. So, it's impossible to talk about all the opulences of Krishna. Because like Krishna says, it's, it's innumerable in nature. But still Krishna picks some prominent opulences of his, and that itself is, is a lot in, in the, in the Gita, right? He, he talks about it in the seventh chapter, a little bit in the ninth chapter. The tenth chapter is talking about all his opulences. And he pretty much covers all the amazing things uh, that we see around us uh, in this world. And it's a very nice uh, meditation for us to, to do that. Uh, for, for example, Krishna says, Rasoham uh, Apsukaunteya, that I am the taste in water, right? So, uh, so it, in that way, when we see all these beautiful, wonderful opulences in the world, we can remember Krishna. So, uh, Prabhupada says in this purport that the, the conditioned souls are, uh, are also enchanted by the opulences of Krishna, but they are enchanted in a different way, because they're trying to lord over that, uh, that, amazing opulence of, of Krishna. But the devotees are also enchanted by the same thing, but they are enchanted uh, in a different way. Uh, they are enchanted by the glories of Krishna when they see when they see water, or when they see a mountain, or when they see a beautiful river, um, or when they see anything that's beautiful in the world. But whereas for uh, for the for the materialist, it everything that's beautiful is for their own enjoyment. I am going there because I want to enjoy it. But from a devotee's perspective, uh, when we see things that are glorious in this world, we can immediately think of the person Krishna. One way that we, we can think about is these are all energies of Krishna, right? That's a very impersonal way of seeing things. But we can always look at the person and then remember the person when we see uh, when we see these opulences, which is very natural, right? Just uh, when we love somebody. Uh, very closely, and when we see that quality in somebody else, it immediately triggers our remembrance of the person that we love, right? A quality that we love in a person when we see it in somebody. So like that, we can also think about Krishna. And also we can think about how all these opulences uh, has the qualities of Krishna also. Uh, for example, when Krishna says, and the taste in water, we, it's, it's also a nice way to meditate on how Krishna, Krishna's qualities are present in the water, right? Uh, at least for us, living in this earth's planet, water is essential for us, or else we cannot live without water. So similarly, the entire world is existing because of Krishna. Nothing can exist uh, without Krishna, right? And water is the most purest, uh, and when it is in its purest form, it quenches our thirst. So similarly, when when we relate to Krishna, in, in, a, in a pure way, without any motive, then it satisfies us. Uh, like that for every single opulence that Krishna says, he says, um, 
um uh, uh, in the in the same verse i think he says rasoham apsukaunteya prabhasmi sashishuryayo that i am the light of the sun and the moon right so we can also say how without the sun the world cannot exist i think what a few minutes uh, they say when when the sun is not there uh, in the, in a few minutes all the plants will freeze and no uh, life form can exist every single life form is existing or every energy is existing because of the sun right and we can say how all of us see how all of us are dependent on krishna for for our own existence without krishna and and this is something that uh, kunti marani in her prayers is also uh, talking about right in in in, in these beautiful beautiful prayers uh, she is talking about she starts with namaste purusham tvadyam right that purusham prakrite param that you are transcendental and how from you all these universes are being generated she talks about krishna's maintenance creation and annihilation like that when uh, we can we can see when when we see the sun when we do our gayatri it's along the sandhyas also that we can think about krishna in the form of uh, surya narayana where he is sustaining all of us uh, only by because of him that everything is existing uh, the moon gives we had just the full moon a couple of days back i think right and it's so beautiful just seeing the moon is so cooling and the, and the, and the acharyas say in so many different ways how krishna's <clears throat> beautiful face is is like the moon the, and when we see the moon it's cooling rays soothe us and especially here in uh, texas dallas we are hitting the peak of our summer every day is getting hotter and hotter and we can appreciate when at night it's still in the 80s but it's it's better than hundreds and when the when the moon is there and it's really nice and the environment is really cooling and on top of that the moon nourishes all the fruits and vegetables because of the moon that there is taste in all the fruits and vegetables and we get all the nutrition uh, when we when we eat uh, prasadam so uh, so in that way we can think about all these opulences uh, krishna says about i am of the season i am the flower bearing spring right ritu naam kusumakara that we just pass spring we can know how amazing uh, spring is uh, all everything comes to life right uh, during winter all the leaves are withered away everybody is uh, inside the house and then things start sprouting uh, plants start growing back again and even in our own lives we start coming out spring changes the mood of everybody uh, and then especially he specifies it by saying i'm the flower bearing spring and those are the most beautiful things right when the flowers when we see uh, and every flower is different uh, uh, that's another thing like that all of us are different also <laughs> as individual souls and krishna is taking uh, has an individual relationship with all of us so like that we can think about uh, all these opulences of krishna and then when we think of that we can remember the person krishna and also of his wonderful qualities so so that is one aspect of this verse where krishna is enchanting everybody but in different ways even the materialists and the devotees but nevertheless everybody is still attracted by krishna and that is why one of the meanings of krishna is all attractive right krishna is attracting everybody either directly or through his energies uh, there is no escaping that krishna is even krishna himself <laughs> is attracted by him the chaitanya charitamrita says when he looks at his uh, beauty uh, his reflection uh, he is amazed by his own beauty uh, and uh, we see in the krishna book that lord vishnu uh, in order to see krishna's uh, 
is stealing all the kids. Um, so he wants to take darshan of Krishna. So like that, Krishna is very beautiful and, and very, very enchanting. Uh, and uh, in this verse specifically, the aspect of Krishna's smile is specified. Krishna's smile is really enchanting. Uh, and uh, and Kapiladev uh, in his uh, uh, teachings uh, in the third canto talks about uh, how we should meditate on Krishna. He says a yogi should meditate on the most benevolent smile of Sri Hari. A smile which for all those who bow to him drives away the ocean of tears caused by intense grief. Just the smile of Krishna is capable of uh, drying our, away all our uh, grief in this material world. And we see we are all suffering in this material world and more so now than uh, before I guess with the pandemic and everything. So many people are suffering. Uh, and the the... There, okay, there are some solutions, of course, that we have to uh, look for materially to, to mitigate things in the short term. But that is not uh, the, uh, the complete solution. Prabhupada always used to say that uh, there is only spiritual solutions to material problems. We cannot solve material problems through material solutions. Okay, we might try, but it is just like uh, putting, a, putting a band-aid on a... On a, on a, on a on a broken pipe or something like that, right? So you can close that, but eventually it's going to pop up somewhere else. And then you try to close that leak and it's going to pop up somewhere else. So like that, uh, we can try to solve these material problems uh, through all our uh, uh, material solutions, but uh, that is that is not going to solve any of our uh, problems, which, which are permanent problems in this material world, are birth, death, disease, and old age. And... Uh, and such problems can never be solved by uh, by our material solutions. In fact, uh, in, in a few purports before this, Prabhupada talks about uh, Ravana, how he tried to build a staircase to heaven. Uh, we are doing something similar when we are trying to go and conquer other planets, so to speak, and then find, uh, go and try to live there. We've destroyed the planet that we've been given and then we, we're trying to go to other places where we can try to live forever. We're trying to prolong our lives. Uh, Hiranyakashipu had so many different uh, boons that he wanted to become immortal. So we are also trying in uh, in our own small ways to do that, to to prolong our lives as much as possible, to try to become even immortal. Uh, people talk about us being humanoids and things like that. But... Uh, all these uh, things uh, just cannot work uh, because they are they are all material solutions and the nature of this world is that it's always going to deteriorate there is nothing that's going to be permanent in this world but there is another place uh, that where we can live in bliss in happiness and in eternality which is the spiritual world that's why krishna comes and then tries to tell us that hey yeah, you're not supposed to be here in this material world. Your your place is there in the spiritual world. We are spiritual beings, and it is against our nature to be there in this uh, in this world. And so, for us to uh, become free of all of all our suffering, which is just a byproduct of bhakti, uh, the uh, the bhakti rasamrita Sindhu says the first two things that happen when we take a bhakti are uh, kleshagni and shubhada. That our all our uh, uh, kleshas or uh, uh, imperfections, I think, uh, start to 
uh, be burnt. All our anarthas or unwanted things are burnt. And then Shubhada, it's all auspiciousness is there because Krishna is giving us an opportunity uh, to uh, to practice bhakti. He's trying to free up some situation in our lives to free up bhakti. But the first step is to come to Krishna, right? Then if we see Krishna's face, we see Kalachanji here, he's so beautiful and smiling. And then just coming and taking darshan of Krishna um, dissipates all the grief uh, in that we can have. And, and it is a fact that... Uh, uh, just any one aspect of Krishna uh, can uh, is as potent as uh, his other aspects, right? Every day in the morning we see Angani Asya Sakalendriya Vritti Manti, right? That Krishna's uh, one sense can do the work of all his other senses. His eyes can hear, his ears can see, like that. So, uh, Krishna has unbelievable potencies and his smile is especially uh, really, really uh, sweet. And, and really powerful, uh, because just this mild smile satisfies uh, his devotees. That everybody, when they, throughout the pages of Bhagavatam, uh, they are especially, uh, immensely happy when they see Krishna's smile. And even, even Srimad Bhagavatam we, is, is Krishna himself in the, in, in the literary form. And, uh, we say the first two cantos are Krishna's lotus feet, third and four are his upper part of the feet, like that. And then the tenth canto is uh, is Krishna's beautiful face. And the five chapters, which are uh, the the chapters that describe the Rasalila, are Krishna's smile, right? Which is the pinnacle of our philosophy, the Rasalila. Uh, uh, that is Krishna's smile. Uh, so Krishna's smile is is very 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 powerful and very sweet and it it enchants everybody. It is so enchanting that nobody can uh, escape it. And Krishna is called the original Cupid, right? When we even in our Gayatri we say uh, talk about uh, how in Kama Gayatri Krishna is the eternal Cupid. So in this material world we have the Cupid, but <laughs> because of that Cupid there is only suffering. But the but the ultimate original Cupid is Krishna Himself, um, uh, and when we have this loving relationship with Krishna, uh, all this suffering in this material world is gone. And uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu talks to uh, tells about this to Sanatana Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He says Krishna's body is a city of attractive features, and it is sweeter than sweet. His face, which is like the moon, is sweeter still. And the supremely sweet, gentle smile on that moon-like face is like rays of moonshine. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is slowly building up, uh, right? He says, Krishna's body is so attractive with so many different features. And it is sweeter than sweet, if we can imagine that. And he says his face is still sweeter. So, Krishna's face. And... And the supremely gentle smile on that face of Krishna, on that moon-like face of Krishna, are like rays of moonshine. Right? So, which is very cooling. We, 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 this famous song says, Nitai Padakamala, Koti Chandra Sushitala. That the, the lotus feet of uh, Nityananda Prabhu is uh, like the cooling moon rays of uh, millions and millions of moons. Right? Koti Chandra Sushitala. So, this sweetness of, of Krishna is there, accessible to us, but not directly. (laughs) 
at least in our conditioned state. That is why we have Nitai Padakamala. That we can approach Nitai, and through Nitai we can we can get this uh, mercy, this cooling moon rays of uh, Krishna, of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. So through the spiritual master, uh, it is possible for us to see Krishna face to face by the mercy of the spiritual master, and uh, hopefully one day see his uh, beautiful uh, enchanting smile. And there is this famous, famous verse that talks about Krishna's smile. I was uh, in the in the end of the tenth canto. Shukadev Goswami says this beautiful verse: Jayati Jananivaso Devaki Janmavado Yaduvara Parishadvair Dorbirasyan Nadarmam Stirachara Vrijinagnau Shushmita Shri Mukena Prajapura Vanita Nam Vardayan Kamadevam. Here also Krishna is spoken about as Kamadev. But in this, it is not the perverted Cupid that we have in this material world. But is, he is the original Kamadev, the original Cupid. But specifically in this, in, in this verse, uh, he speaks about how it's Krishna's smile, Sushmita Shri Mukha. That this Krishna's face with his smile is so, so, so beautiful that it attracts all the gopis uh, of Rindavan. So, so like that, Krishna's smile we can meditate on. This entire verse is so beautiful because every single aspect of this can uh, can can make us think about Krishna's beautiful, beautiful qualities of his great opulences, of his smile. Um, and Prabhupada, uh, in this verse we have this word Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha means a place where is where there is no anxiety. Right? So Krishna is called Vaikuntha here. Um, so, when we come to Krishna, there is no anxiety whatsoever when we take shelter of Krishna. Because Krishna will protect us. Uh, and uh, yeah, all these anxieties are gone uh, when we surrender to Krishna. And the same is true of his planet also, that in Vaikuntha or in the spiritual world, there is no anxiety also. Whereas, this uh, material world is Kunta or full of anxieties. Right? So, every single word of this verse is so, so, so beautiful for us to uh, meditate. Uh, and we are almost uh, at the end of time. I would like to finish with just this one other aspect that uh, uh, Prabhupada speaks about in this verse, where uh, uh, Krishna here is called Uttama Shloka. Uh, we, we say, uh, every day we recite this prayer before Srimad Bhagavatam, right? Nashta Prayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. That one of the names of Krishna is Uttama Shloka, or uh, which means the he is the one who is um, who is uh, glorified by the choicest of words. So uh, that's what is there in the in all the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam is that. Uh, Krishna is being uh, glorified in these beautiful, beautiful words. Uh, in in these in these prayers of Kunti Marani, people memorize these uh, this entire section because all these prayers are so 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 beautiful. And uh, it is also one of the limbs of uh, bhakti. We have the, we have nine limbs of bhakti, and one of which is vandanam or uh, glorifying Krishna through prayers. So. Um, we can all try to practice this aspect of uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. If we can compose our own choicest prayers for Krishna, that is wonderful. Uh, but if we are not able to do that, then we have so many prayers 
by wonderful these wonderful devotees in the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam that we can try to uh, recite and then glorify Krishna in, in, in that way. And then Krishna is very satisfied by that. And Prabhupada says, uh, no amount of chosen words is sufficient to enumerate the Lord's glory. That we can try, we can only try to uh, enumerate the Lord's glory. But the, no amount of prayers is sufficient because Krishna is infinite in nature. But the wonderful quality of Krishna is that he is satisfied by such prayers as a father is satisfied even by broken linguistic attempts of the growing child. And we see this uh, wonderful example, this in the wonderful example of Dhruva Maharaj where uh, he has been praying to Krishna, uh, uh, meditating on Krishna for six months and uh, he's taken darshan of Krishna at the end of the six months and he is a small boy, he's five years old and uh, he, he's seeing Krishna and he's, he's, uh, he's at his emotional peak, he, his emotions are very intense when he is seeing Krishna, he wants to say something, he wants to glorify Krishna, but uh, there are no words that are coming out of his mouth. And Krishna being very merciful, takes his conch and puts it on Dhruva Maharaj's head, and then Dhruva Maharaj starts speaking these wonderful, wonderful prayers. So by placing the conch on Dhruva Maharaj's head, Krishna gave him this knowledge by which uh, Dhruva Maharaj can glorify Krishna. And uh, th- that Especially that verse is really, really, really beautiful uh, in, in, the, in the Bhagavatam. It, uh, the translation is, Although Dhruva Maharaj was a small boy, he wanted to offer prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in suitable language. But because he was inexperienced, he could not adjust himself immediately. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, being situated in everyone's heart, could understand Dhruva Maharaj's awkward position. Out of his costless mercy, he touched his conchal to the forehead of Dhruva Maharaj, who stood before him with folded hands. The verse in itself is beautiful, but Prabhupada's purport is even more wonderful. Uh, Prabhupada, I'm not going to go through the entire purport, but but a part of it, um, um, Prabhupada says, every devotee wants to chant the transcendental qualities of the Lord. But sometimes they feel inconvenienced by humbleness. Um, the personality of Godhead being situated in everyone's heart specifically gives a devotee intelligence to describe him. It is therefore understood that when a devotee writes or speaks about the supreme personality of Godhead, his words are dictated by the Lord from within. Uh, so, so that is one important thing that even if we want to glorify Krishna, we need to have Krishna's mercy. And Prabhupada always used to say uh, that uh, all his purports that Prabhupada wrote uh, is that Krishna dictated those purports to him. Right? Prabhupada was uh, very humble that way. And he used to listen to his own purports uh, and used to ask his disciples to read. Uh, so, it, it is very important to, that we need, in order for us to even try to glorify about Krishna or to speak about Krishna, we need Krishna's mercy. And uh, Krishna says this in the in the Gita that Maya Shakta Manapartha Yogam Yunjan Madashaya Asam Shayam Shamagrama Yatagnyashasi Tachunu. That Arjuna, uh, after knowing this, you will not need to know anything else. Uh, he states this in the, in the beginning of the seventh chapter. And uh, Krishna is imparting all this knowledge to his devotee. And uh, he says two, two 
two specific qualities there, right? That Krishna, uh, Arjuna, I'm saying this to you because you are my, uh, you are my friend and my devotee and you are non-envious of me. So, if we have those qualities, if you're not envious of Krishna or his devotees, and uh, if you're, if you're friendly to Krishna, uh, then, uh, Krishna will give us the, the required knowledge by which uh, we can glorify Krishna and by glorifying Krishna, we benefit. There is, we cannot glorify Krishna. How it's impossible to glorify Krishna with our tiny words that Prabhupada is writing here. But yet, it is for our benefit, and it is a limb of bhakti. That vandanam, offering prayers to the Lord, is one of the potent is is one of the very wonderful things that we can cultivate as a part of our daily practice, and in whichever language that we want to write. Okay, there is Sanskrit, but if that is difficult, okay, we can compose our own prayers uh, in, in line with what Srimad Bhagavatam is saying in, in, in English or Hindi or whichever language is comfortable to us. And Krishna can understand that because like in Dhruva Maharaj's position, Dhruva Maharaj was not able to say a single word, but he understood his heart uh, and saw that he, the devotee was genuinely wanting to glorify him and then gave him the ability to, to glorify him also. So those are some of the things uh, I thought of when reading this verse. So I think we should stop here. It's already 8.35. So if there are any questions or comments. Yes. Yes, bro. So today's question is, how do we become cured or how do we cure ourselves of my envious tendencies? Yeah, <laughs> that is what all of us are trying to do. And that is uh, the path of bhakti, right? So, through the practice of bhakti, then this purification happens. Cheto darpana marjanam bahamaha davagni nirvapanam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. That uh, all our hearts are covered with dust. So many different things, right? Like envy, lust, greed, so many other qualities uh, we might be covered by. But... Through the chanting of the holy names of Krishna, the cleansing of the heart happens. Uh, so that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instruction. And that is the only way, right? Hare Nama, Hare Nama, Hare Nama eva kevalam, kalau nasti eva nasti eva nasti eva gati ranyata. That there is no other way, no other way, no other way than the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. So, for us, it is very hard to chant the holy names of the Lord on our own. So that is why Sadhu Sangha is very important. We have to be in the association of the devotees. Then the chanting of the names becomes a little bit easier uh, without our own endeavor. So these are the two things. Adho Shraddha, Tata Sadhu Sangha and Bhajana Kriya. Right? So Sadhu Sangha is the first, one of the primary requirements and then Bhajana Kriya. Through that we can chant the holy names of the Lord and all the anarthas can disappear by the mercy of Krishna. said that when someone takes the Krishna consciousness, they don't have to suffer anymore. Yes. We have um, a lot of suffering ourselves, and it seems like all, uh, most um, everybody's suffering. All the devotees, the Pandavas seem to be suffering. They had a, somebody tried to give them Corona cakes, and then they tried to burn the house down. Yes. They, they were always... They had to be on the run, incognito. They had to, you know, they were homeless. 
and uh, all these sufferings. So yes. we see devotees dying, uh, yeah. uh, b- being born, getting sick, yeah. and getting old. Yeah. So how? So what did you mean by that? The yes. devotees aren't suffering. So if we go back a few verses in in the prayers of Kunti Marani, we have this very very famous verse that Kunti Marani says. That she speaks about the exact same things that you were talking about. How Krishna protect them, protected them throughout all these adversities. Right? That, uh, they were, uh, burnt in the lack, uh, house of lack. Uh, they were trying to, literally, every single time, the, the Kauravas were trying to kill them. Uh, and yet, Kunti Marani is asking, let me have those sufferings again and again and again. That is Kunti Marani's prayer. Because, when there is suffering, she is able to remember Krishna and Krishna is present there to protect her. Is, is Kuntimarani's uh, prayer. Right? Krishna, if you are going to be present, let all those suffering come. Because every time we are suffering, you are there to protect us. So, so of that we have to be very, 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 very convinced that Krishna's protection is there for us if we surrender to Krishna. And Krishna is promising this to us. Sarvadharman paridyacha mamekam sharnam raja aham tvam sarvapapebhyo mokshayishyami masucha masucha do not fear Krishna is saying. And then one of the six limbs of bhakti is rakshishyatiti vishwasaha that we have to have firm faith that Krishna will protect us. How that protection is is completely up to Krishna. Right? For in case of the Pandavas he physically protected them. Right? Although they were, they were uh, in the midst of so many calamities uh, he still protected the Pandavas, isn't it? And in 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 the case of other devotees, say even Parikshit Maharaj, he was cursed to die in seven days. He died in seven days, right? But what did Krishna protect? He gave him seven days and protected his bhakti, so that at the end of those seven days, he was able to um, uh, remember Krishna at the time of death. Right, so Krishna's protection is there for everybody, but how Krishna protects us, uh, Krishna knows best. That is why we surrender to Him, right? Krishna, I've tried everything in my capacity to become the, be the master, and uh, somehow it's not worked at all. <laughs> so you are my master, right? Gopritve varnam tada. That's one of the other limbs of uh, uh, Sharanagati or surrender. Is that Krishna is my master, my only master, right? So we have this. Uh, when we surrender to Krishna, we have to know why we are surrendering to Krishna and what what does that surrender mean. Then, then Krishna is my master and I have firm faith that he will protect me and I will take up take protection in whichever way Krishna wants me to pro- wants to protect me because at the end of the day Krishna is uh, uh, Krishna wants us to be with him more than we want to be with him. Krishna wants all of us to be back with him in the spiritual world more than we can ever think about wanting to be with Krishna. So, yes, devotees also suffer, but through that suffering, they are remembering Krishna. And that mitigates the suffering of Krishna, uh, of the devotees, sorry. Right? The, the, the relationship between the devotee and the Lord increases through, through a devotee's suffering. Whereas, the same suffering, uh, uh, that is, uh, uh, that a materialist undergoes, uh, who is not a devotee, it is miserable. Right? Uh, in fact, when when the devotees undergo suffering, at the at the end they are even more thankful to Krishna. 
which looks paradoxical, ironical in the way it is. But the devotees go through it, and then when when they come out of it, I, I mean, every single story that we hear in the Bhagavatam is of a devotee suffering and then gloriously coming out at the end of that uh, suffering, however it might be, right? Uh, for example, in in the case of uh, the Pandavas, the suffering was uh, very physical uh, and and mental. For example, they killed the five children of Draupadi at night, Ashwatthama. Think about it. Think about the the suffering that a mother has to undergo when all her children are killed. They are young children, right? Uh, this is the most cruel form of punishment that you can have. That when your own children die before the parents die, right? So the Pandavas under, underwent that. But yet, uh, in, in, in a few purposes before this, Prabhupada calls the Pandavas Pandava Mahatmas, that they are, they are uh, devotees of the highest order. So through the suffering, we see that the relationship between Krishna and the devotee uh, increases, intensifies. Uh, that's how the, the devotee takes uh, the sufferings. And another way Prabhupada says about these is that uh, the devotee is thankful that dis- despite all his sinful activities, Krishna is giving him only a very small part to experience. Right? It could be even worse. Uh, whatever we are experiencing is a tiny, tiny part of uh, what we, we are supposed to experience. Um, and if we actually understand we are not actually suffering. The suffering is there because we are identifying with the body. Or else there is no suffering. Right? If we are actually looking at it in a philosophical way, uh, there is no suffering that uh, the spirit soul can uh, feel. The spirit soul is feeling this suffering uh, only because um, we are identifying with this body. Or else we are Satchidananda. We are eternal beings. There is no suffering at all for us. Uh, so in that way, I mean, it's a, it's a big th- big topic, right? How do we handle suffering? Uh, but these are some of the things that we can think about uh, during during times of intense suffering. But Krishna is there. That faith we have to have. That Krishna is there to protect us. And uh, Krishna will do everything possible for us to progress in our path of bhakti. Ultimately, that is what we want. Right, uh, Krishna is giving us all these circumstances so that we can use the circumstances and advance in our path of bhakti. So that is how I think uh, uh, we should we should see this. Then we can we can go through that uh, that period of suffering in a in a productive way where we advance in our path of bhakti. Stop here for today. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shla Prabhupad ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind ki jai.